0: Hey, welcome to The Sample Cupboard, the place tucked away from the hustle and bustle where we come to have a chat about whatever's on your mind. I'm Johnny,
1: And I'm Kay, and we're here to sample all of life's ups and downs in all their glory. Grab a drink, get comfy, and close the door behind you.
0: Hello, welcome back how are you yeah good thanks babe all good how are you doing
1: i'm good thank you i don't really feel like it's even been a week since we've recorded
0: i know literally the time has flown i think it's like the nights are getting longer the clocks went back last weekend we are feeling summery it is officially british summertime i feel like i'm here for it
1: i have to say when the clocks go back or forward, like. It just disorientates Mm. me. It always has. Thank God that phones now just update the time.
0: Can you imagine like what life was like before that when you actually had to manually change the clock back? Like I remember doing that, but there's people who I think won't know that
1: you know what sometimes i've still got a really old car and the car time obviously doesn't change itself so sometimes i just think well i'll just wait for the next time to come round. i'll just wait six cents and it'll be right
0: <laughs> i have to know the time though i'm one of these people if i don't know the time if i don't have access to the time i go mad I, j- I don't know what it is
1: i'll remember that next yeah. time you're late <laughs>
0: Me, I'm never late. Don't know what you're talking about. We had so much love for last week's episode with Alma. We absolutely had the best time ever. And it looks like you guys did as well. Yeah, thank you so much. We've had loads of lovely messages. We had one really lovely one from our friend Imogen. Hi, Imogen. She's out in Australia at the moment, which is absolutely insane.
1: Jealous! I
0: know. They seem to have life... As normal, pretty much. But she's actually just started work on an organic farm. Like, actually farming. She's
1: doing the farm work, shit.
0: She's doing the farm work, yeah. She's
1: picking those maggots out of those apples.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally by hand, because that's what organic farming is. Is
1: that what organic means?
0: Yeah, it's like hand-picking maggots out of fruit. No, I'm joking. Well, we should ask Imogen, actually. Imogen, can you give us a definition of organic farming, please? Hold tight, girl. It sounds like you're doing the God's work. But she said she's feeling way more back in touch with the fashion industry from listening to us and she's really excited to hopefully get back into the industry soon which is really nice to hear we're trying our best to keep everybody together it's really nice that that's how you feel so thank you Imogen and we also had a first time (gasps) listener as well this week yes Dennis in Manchester shout out Dennis he really enjoyed the first step and felt like he was in the room chatting with us which is so sweet. So thank, thank you Dennis you. for that. It's really lovely feedback.
1: I feel like I should say at this point, and maybe maybe we shouldn't reveal this because it is a sample covered goal, but one day we hope to actually be in the room with everybody and to be on stage chatting pure shit. To people who want to come and see us. So that could be something that actually might happen one day, Dennis.
0: The sample cupboard. Coming to a cupboard near you. Imagine if we were like the Royal Albert Hall, but we were in like the cleaners cupboard.
1: Oh my God. You know, like they do celebrity shout outs where you can pay like 10 quid to get Kim and Aggie to read out your, a birthday shout out. People could pay us to come and sit in their cupboard and just chat
0: how amazing would that be
1: i think we're onto something let's get the managers onto it joking we don't have management
0: (laughs) we are the managers we do everything (laughs) in this bloody cupboard you know what i actually saw on the tv the other day a farmer who has been out of work and had to furlough all of her farm hands came up with this solution to earn some money during lockdown and she Mm -hmm. has goats on her farm right And she set up this system where-
1: Where's this going?
0: (laughs) Oh baby, wait for this. She set up a system where you could pay her to have one of the goats featured in your team's weekly call (laughs) on Zoom. So like somebody would be, like just rogue, not tell the rest of their team, but they pay her for like a five minute appearance of this goat on the on the chat. People would sign in and be like, "Why the fuck is this goat here?" But obviously, everyone loved it because who wouldn't love to see a goat at nine a.m. on a Teams call? I would.
1: I don't understand the logistics. How do they get the goat to that person's house to be on the call?
0: So no, they they have one of the farm hands. They give one of the farm hands the login ID for the Teams call, right? And the farm hands okay. in the field face but like FaceTime in the goat. and the goat is on the team's call with the rest of the team. I was just living.
1: Oh my fucking God. Johnny, why have you not told me this sooner? I only
0: saw it this week. I feel like it's ingenious. I never
1: put my camera on, but imagine my debut. That people, by the way, people at my work have never met me because I I got the job in lockdown. So imagine the first time I put my camera on properly, it's just a goat.
0: (laughs) It's a goat. Jokes on you guys. Right. Oh my God. We do chat some shit, don't we? Yeah,
1: we do. Right. What other pointless shit have we been thinking of in the shower thoughts section? I still can't find a good shower sound to go in this section. And I'm not getting in the shower with my laptop and the microphone. A phone to make a noise.
0: <laughs> I feel like we could totally just make the noise ourselves each week. Yeah. It sums up the shower thoughts, really, doesn't it? A bit shit and a bit random. And <laughs> a bit kind shit. of people don't necessarily want to hear it, but we're gonna tell you anyway. So here we go. This week it's from me. It wasn't a shower thought, but it was a late-night feelings. I put my head down on the pillow, I was getting all cozy, listening to my whale noises, <laughs> my whale arguments, the whale arguments. And it came to me.
1: <laughs> right, go on. I'm excited for this.
0: So I was thinking, how are you actually supposed to kiss someone on the cheek?
1: Okay, first of all, <laughs> I like that this is what you were thinking of as you were going to <laughs> sleep. We're meant to be two metres away from everyone. You just can't wait to have a little cheeky kiss.
0: Wow. You know, you say that, but we're things are moving at a fast pace right now, aren't they? Well, are. I'm already struggling with how I'm going to socialise. I feel like I'm just going to spontaneously combust when I actually have to speak to a room full of people again. Have
1: you seen that TikTok where the boy just woofs mid-cheek? Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's literally going to be me. I'm not going to understand how to speak. But nobody teaches you how to kiss someone on the cheek. It's just something that you do. But as a child, you're not expected to do it. But then when you get to being an adult, it's something that you do... And I've had experiences where I've actually like cheek-bashed people, where I've been wearing my glasses and they've like jammed people in the cheekbone. Sometimes I've like twisted a bit too far around and like basically kissed them on the lips. Like who is supposed to present the cheek? Who is supposed to kiss? Do you actually kiss the cheek?
1: I don't think anyone actually knows the right etiquette. Because also it changes in which country you're in. Like when you're in France, it's... Too right? Yeah, that's the thing actually, like, do you actually do like a little kiss on the cheek, or is it just like a touch of the cheek? Like, do you touch cheeks together, kind of like an Eskimo with the noses? What is the right thing? For me,
0: I push my cheek in, but then I put my lips the other way and go like, mwah, mwah, like an air kiss, because I don't want to like get my lips on someone's cheek, because I feel like that's really familiar.
1: Might as well go in for a snog. Yeah,
0: exactly, might as well just stick my tongue down your throat, and I mean... (laughs) Obviously everybody's gonna love that, but you know, we're in COVID times, so we've got to make sure that we're being safe. I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you are a kisser or if you are a mm. cheek presenter, let us know.
1: Yeah, get in touch. Like we said last week, no one has got in touch yet, <laughs> but we know that you're out there. Yeah,
0: we know you'd love the shower thoughts as well. That's what we get a lot of love for. So
1: Yeah, so don't be shy.
0: Come on, talk to us. It's the sample cupboard. Nothing is off limits.
1: spoke about the fact that things are starting to progress on the roadmap, shall we say. You know what? I'm so excited for this beer garden talk. Boris, if you're listening, don't even think about trying me for the 12th of April. Don't even move that goalpost because you've done it that many fucking times. I have outfits from every season that have not yet been worn.
0: 2019.
1: (laughs) Please just let me out. (laughs) Anyway, with that in mind, talking about things opening up, and slightly going back to normal we thought we'd talk about no regrets and that kind of being the overarching topic for going out having a good time how would you describe it johnny
0: yeah like you were saying i feel like the beer gardens are opening soon we're going to be out with our friends we're going to be drinking a lot if you are a drinker and to be honest i'm quite nervous because as we spoke about in our uni episode i love a party but i feel like i haven't really done it for 35 years so it's gonna be hard and i am worried about drinking again but i don't want to have that as my overriding thought i just want to be able to go have fun and have no regrets with the outcome so we thought it'd be really nice to talk about all things going out having fun our experiences of going out some of our wildest nights and how we deal with our hangovers as well all those you know this juicy piece of information that we all need to be starting to think about again in the coming days weeks months
1: yes speaking of going out and scared about what life's gonna be like when we're actually allowed out and allowed some freedom i saw this meme today and it was something like i actually am shattered thinking about how tired i'm gonna be (laughs) i'm tired now and i'm not even doing anything like how did i used to get up at five o'clock in the morning do whatever shit before work go to work finish work go for drinks how did i do that it baffles me
0: I'm tired thinking about how tired I'm going to be. Literally, that sums up my whole life ATM, I think.
1: Yeah, it is scary, but I think we've got to touch on the fun things. And there's so many fun things that we've done and that there is left to do. I'm excited. Also nervous.
0: Yeah, today we want to shine a light on the good parts and all the good things and, like, really get everyone excited about it. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's reminisce. Let's go back. Let's cast your mind back to your first night out slash experience with the groovy juice. The disco juice. Where were you? What was the drink? What were you doing?
1: My first like proper time. I used to work at hairdressers, like one of my first ever jobs. I'd gone with a girl I used to work with and I thought it was so cool because She was older than me and like she had this group of friends. Yeah, I must have been about 15, 16. And I'd borrowed some ID from this woman at work who was in her 30s. (laughs) Looking back, we looked nothing alike. Anyway, we went into the first bar and I was firstly shitting myself because obviously I was using an (laughs) ID that was double my age. And I got in and I was like, oh my God, this whole world is like, it's just so... It's just mad going into a bar for the first time. And I went to the bar and she was like, what do you want? I thought, I don't fucking know.
0: It's so scary, isn't it? Because it's not like at a house party, you just sort of pour whatever's there into your glass and manage, but actually asking for a drink, I felt I was more nervous asking for my first drink at a bar than I was about getting into the bar itself.
1: At a house party, it's like a bottle of Echo Falls with a straw, like you can't go wrong. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't even know what it is. You just picked it up. Yeah.
1: My first drink that I always used to order when I was first going out to look cooler to like these work friends was an Arches and lemonade. So sweet and sickening. But that's all I used to know to order. Like who even drinks that?
0: Oh, <laughs> I love how that's like 16 year old you was like, yeah, I'm going to be really adult and have a peach snaps. <laughs> Mine was the JD and yeah, Coke. that's quite Cause I up. was like, I've got to have something that is like, ugh. it's got to make me look manly. And it was a JD and Coke. And like the times that I did get served, I hated every minute of it. Like, I didn't enjoy the drink, but it it got me to where I needed to be. Let's just say that. It's
1: wild, isn't it? The first time that you go to a club. I do think, though, when I turned 18, it was more fun going out before because it was, like, the excitement of not knowing whether you were going to get in. Or on my 18th birthday, I hired this club. After the venue that I'd hired had finished, we then went round the corner to the club that I always used to go to. I had this massive 18 badge on, like a sash that was just really going for it. (laughs) And they were literally like, Beth, is that you? And I was like, um. <laughs> I don't know what Beth's do, but it's not me. But like, they obviously realised what had been happening. But how funny. I feel
0: like all of my girlfriends never had a problem with being ID'd, but I was always ID'd and I could never find ID that was a likeness. It just, it just wasn't, it never happened. And I was always so jealous. Because so many of my friends were girls it just meant that i couldn't go out with them because they'd all like have their sisters or they'd have a friend's id they were so much stricter mm. with the guy it's
1: easier as a girl for sure For
0: sure like absolutely
1: i don't know whether i'm allowed to say this because it's illegal but
0: we've already said we were using fake ids <laughs> that's illegal
1: <laughs> when i was in sixth form I used to charge people £15 and i changed their driving licence numbers with nail polish. No
0: I remember you doing this, actually, but that only works if you were 1996. Because if you were 97, you couldn't do it. Because I'm 97, so it wouldn't work.
1: Yeah, it only works at certain dates.
0: But that doesn't work now because they've actually got the scanners.
1: Yeah, I know. It doesn't work on a scanner. But, you know, it fun- funded those vodka Red Bulls. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> speaking of my 18th though it was fine for everyone to come into the club that I'd hired because like, I had family members and stuff there. Then afterwards we all went to the main club in that town and Johnny wasn't 18 yet because I'm quite, I'm like one of the older ones in the year so She's quite old. <laughs> no, we're like six months apart, that's it. Alright, give me a break Um. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yeah, so Johnny wasn't 18 yet but he obviously wanted to carry on the party, when does he not? So I just remember seeing him trying to jump in past the barrier So
0: the club that we were going to after where you'd been for like the main event there's always a really long queue for it. And there was a guy going to be giving me his ID. So I was waiting in that queue thinking like, oh, it's fine. Like, he's going to turn up. He's going to turn up. And then as I was getting closer and closer to the front of the queue, I was thinking, this guy's not here. Where is he? And so anyway, we got to the front of this queue and I was talking to the bouncer. Like, I just don't have the ID. I never get asked for it. (laughs) Like, why are you doing this? I was just sort of having a conversation and thinking I could be really sly and just like scoot in while he wasn't looking. But like six foot two me with hair that's also like 10 inches tall at the time. I was thinking, yeah, I'm gonna get away with this and like try to like snake my way in, but obviously got found and then removed. So I then think I just went back to the place where you had your birthday and continued the night there.
1: No, I heard a different story. I heard that you then went to a different town and you were then later seen trying your luck at that club. Apparently you jumped over the barrier there because you'd had no luck in this town. So you went to the next one, you jumped over the barrier and then you were later seen being carried by two bouncers back down the stairs. It
0: doesn't surprise me. I don't think I was carried by the bouncers. That is a rumor and I am going to I'm going to say that that didn't happen. But I definitely would have hopped over the barrier. That is for sure.
1: <laughs> That's what I heard. Cuz
0: I did that before. The first time I did that was the work Christmas party when I was 16 and everyone was getting in and I didn't have ID. So I thought I'd just quickly hop over like the smoking area barrier. And that actually worked and I got in. And I think from that point, I tried to do it in the future, but it just doesn't work and it's, it's not a cute look. wouldn't recommend to anyone doing it.
1: I just have the vision of you jumping over the barrier because the barrier at that club is so tall. Yeah,
0: it's like seven foot. Okay,
1: so you're, you're hurdling the metal fence.
0: I didn't do like a running jump. It's like pulled myself up and like hoik over.
1: How did not see that I don't understand how you did I don't know
0: I don't know but it worked the first time and then never again but the, yeah that's that's like my first experience of going out <laughs> hopping over barriers and getting into clubs without actually being allowed to be in there drinking JD and coke and having a wild time so that was then but this is now so how have your nights out evolved what has changed or what's maybe stayed the same well
1: I think moving to London I didn't the nights out were just different Maybe it was the clubs that I'd gone to. It's very, very dressy. You wouldn't really go out in, like, a trainer and a jean and, like, cash. You'd always be in dress and heels. I think that's actually why what got me really into enjoying that Out. Like, I loved them before, but I loved, like, putting an outfit together and going on a night or, like, going to a new bar. And that's what I did quite a lot in London. Like, used to go to, like find new places or new venues and new clubs.
0: Yeah, cuz there's always something new to do, isn't there? There's like always a new place to go. You're never going to get bored of the same two or three bars which like I guess we were used to being from like small towns.
1: I think definitely. That's kind of the massive change now. Like I never really used to go out in rugby. It'd always be like where I worked. So I feel like I've never really been like a local clubber that much, but being in a city, I've almost kind of been spoilt for choice cuz I was able to do All of it. I don't know, what's what's changed now for you going out?
0: Yeah, for me, well, I guess I don't jump over barriers anymore. That's a start. But I also think I appreciate the history of Nights Out, particularly from the kind of queer scene that I love going to now. That's something I never really explored until I went to uni. And I just think I have a much bigger appreciation for, like, the music and the history of the music that I love. I love disco music... I love house music and how that evolved from the disco scene and how the disco scene evolved from Motown and R&B and like Lindy Hop and all of those genres that kind of came over from the West Indies, Africa, Hispanic communities and then filtered into the, the underground queer scene yeah. and then became mainstream in the 70s when disco came to a head. This is a
1: little history
0: and lesson, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I love, I love a little bit of music history. It makes me sound really nerdy, but I just love it. And I think Mm. going out before when I was younger, my ultimate goal was just to get as drunk as possible and like be as crazy as possible. That's just what you do when you're younger.
1: I mean, you did that, babe.
0: (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't think there's anything I would do differently. But I, I think now like I go out with a bigger appreciation for the history of the music and the scenes that I go to. Not that I go to queer scenes all the time. But I think because disco has become really popular now, house music is everywhere, I understand the history of it more and I therefore love it more. And it's just like you, it's putting on an outfit, feeling really free and being able to express myself and just not giving a shit about anything else that you're worried about but in that moment just being really present with your friends having an amazing time with amazing music
1: it's that whole it's the whole experience for me it's just everything it's like the lead-up to like finding the outfit it's then like do you want to have drinks at mine before then you like get all the girls together or your group of friends together and you're taking pics you're just chatting absolute shit somebody's like should I take a coat no I don't need a coat it's gonna be you're gonna be inside anyway like oh I'm not taking a bag it's just really fun sometimes
0: the pre-night out is more fun than the actual night out itself i think the getting ready the pre-drinks picking the playlist like getting to wherever you're going whether that's in a taxi or in an uber or like on the tube but like playing music having a little one for the road i actually had a coat that i only just sold on Depop. i unstitched the lining so that i could get a bottle of vodka down it
1: (gasps) you are genius
0: that's how good i was at the night out back in the day
1: i went through a phase of smuggling glasses out of clubs or like bars in between (laughs) my boobs (laughs) i be like, look, look what It only lasted about six months because I'd always be so drunk. I'd like just tip half of the drink on me. But I'd be like going out to the smoky area with, I don't smoke, but with the friends that smoke. And I'd like bring my drink for the road. So
0: was it for the drink or was it for the glass itself? Did you like the glassware?
1: It was for the drink. I don't have any of the glassware that I smoke. I don't know what <laughs> I even did with it after, but I would just always take it with me. Like either outside the club if I was leaving the club or... Like, to take in the Uber to the next club so I had to drink on the way. <laughs> or just to the smoking area.
0: Once a thrifty queen, always a thrifty queen. <laughs> but, you know, like, fair enough if you wanted to take the glass home from, like, a nice bougie bar, but if you've got one of those, like, plastic black <laughs> beakers from... Our local club doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does Not it? Not the
1: same. Like when you're first starting going out, it's always just like clubs or whatever. Like, I actually don't love clubs as much anymore. I'd much rather go to a festival or an event. Like, actually go and see somebody that I like really like their music or go to a festival. I, I just, the festivals are, to me are like my favourite, favourite thing.
0: Mm. What is it about them? Like, why do you like them so much?
1: I don't know if it's again about like everyone's always just in such on such a high the outfits are always amazing I love seeing what people mm. are wearing
0: the outfits are pretty second to none at festivals I think cuz nobody people dress up for the clubs
1: yeah. and events
0: but when you're at a festival it's like a different world completely the
1: whole thing about it like when the sun starts to go down you're with all your mates you're thinking these are all, the cry. We're all just like having the best time of our lives so you look around and someone's like being <laughs> sick in a handbag you've and, lost like, somebody the other one's yeah. just lost or in a medical turn when the sun starts to set and the music's playing and you're going from stage to stage like, it, the whole thing it's just so fun
0: there's just no better feeling, is that? Like getting glitter everywhere,
1: finding glitter for days,
0: literally anywhere, like in all the cracks of your body for weeks afterwards, and always there's that one patch of either body paint or glitter that you just can't get off. So you're turning up to work on Monday like, oh, somebody had a fun weekend. I think whose festival's happening in a season? Like during the summer, it's that really concentrated period from like when like April, May, all the way through to like September, October when there's all the closing parties I'm just so ready for it to all like open up
1: I don't think Ibiza even will I'm not even thinking about it because it's too upsetting but the UK I think is gonna well I've
0: never been to Ibiza so I can't believe this I can't share that heartbreak but I am heartbroken for the people who go every year and I am just waiting for my time.
1: I don't think Ibiza's ready for you babe. No,
0: that. let's just say it like that. I think for me I was never that bothered about it, but it's like now I feel like if I went before I just wouldn't have appreciated it. I would have just absolutely wrecked myself. Which is the number one rule of Ibiza is to pace yourself. Pacing myself is not in my vocabulary. Or maybe it's now, but it wasn't back then. <laughs>
1: There's just so much to do. People go back year on year for a reason. There's just so many different things that you can do. It's also a really beautiful island. Like, it's not... It doesn't have to be this crazy party place. It is really beautiful. There's loads of really nice restaurants. It's... Yeah. Yeah. And it is an island, so it's... There's... Like, a lot of restaurants that are on the, like, rocks that look out to the sea and you can get boats to places. It's just great. Anyway, let's try and lift this up because we're both getting emotional that we're not currently sat in the sun with a pina colada. But, um, what are your favourite, like, what's your favourite festival that you've been to? We've been to what, have we only been to one together?
0: Yeah, I think so. We went to, oh no, we've been to, we've been to two, I guess. We went to Elro and then we went to Flux at 338, which is, which was fun. But I think Elro was probably more fun oh, i don't know my favorite festival i've not actually been to that many festivals you know in my time really? no i've been to my first one was reading in leeds which was the classic your forest dress oh yeah, so we've done three The forest
1: dress the weed dress
0: the, le- the leaf print dress
1: yes that was fun
0: yeah so that was that was my first one and that was just insane like i had the most fun ever i think We went with such a big group, we had an amazing spot. It was the best weather ever. Like it didn't rain a drop. That was like the first festival I went to. And then after that, oh, I camped when I went to fire festival, that was amazing actually. That was really good. And again, that was really nice weather. It was like in this forest and it was quite a small festival.
1: I've only ever camped once. I'm a hotel gal. I'm sorry. but She's
0: one of them. No, I do. I, I'm not a massive fan of the camping. Like, I'm not very good on no sleep. But I think for a festival, you just find a way. You just find a way of doing it. We actually got into a really nice routine, actually, on at FAR. of, Like, we'd get back at whatever time. Like, it was already light because it was the summer. We'd sleep until about midday. And then we'd sort of get up, have something to eat. And then we'd go into the festival site again and have like a midday pint, a little dance, like some food from the stores. We'd come back, have a nap and then the suns would be like sort of starting to go down. We'd get ready and then we'd go back in for the next night and that seemed to work really well. Finding that pace, you see, it comes with age.
1: (laughs) It comes with age, like a fine wine. I feel like if I did Glastonbury, Glastonbury is the, I've never been and it is on my list but obviously I'd camp if I did if I went there
0: although I would like to get a teepee at Glastow I
1: was going to say I'd like to do VIP camping
0: that's something because I feel like I've not been to Glastow and I'd love to go but I also think it's a festival I'd want to go to later in life when I'd know that camping's just not an option anymore and I can get uh, what are they called a teepee but there's another name for them isn't there like, anyway when I can buy a nice tent with a bed that's already in it and potentially have a hot tub so that wow. I can like have the fun nights out and then there's hot
1: tubs there
0: i'm sure there's like places you can go to get into a hot tub like those pop-up spa things that you can at glastonbury get, they, had them at, they had them at far you could pay for like an hour slot and there was like a pool a plunge pool a massage parlor hot tub like oh i'm sure there's all God. of those sort of things Every, there's everything at Gusto, it's like another world isn't it, it sounds but that's amazing. definitely on the bucket list What is one of your wildest stories then from a night out? Let's go into the nitty gritty. Wildest, most fun, most memorable that you're just like, what the fuck was that?
1: I got basically this opportunity to go to Paris with the university to help with graduate fashion week over there. I was just finishing final year. I was given a first year student to look after to show the ropes. Oh God, God help them. And within like- Are they all right now? Well. (laughs) this is it so no it was I'd already been to Amsterdam oh that was it and I'd just been to I'd been to Amsterdam to a festival I'd been to Ibiza I'd then flown pretty much straight back packed my case and then come to Paris so I was already a little bit fragile but you know we'll talk about this in later in the episode when we talk about our hangover cures I was past the point of return so I thought I've got I'm only here for three days I've got to do some work Uh, it's not gonna be that crazy but you know if we can go for some drinks it will probably take the edge off this feeling so anyway I meet this girl first year student i be told by my tutor I really need to look after her you know okay fine anyway later on we ended up going out not coming home until 11 o'clock at the next morning Ooh. so it was just wild can I tell you Paris is crazy
0: my story is about Paris as well Funnily enough.
1: Really, honestly, I don't even know why it was so crazy, but there was basically a whole strip of different <laughs> bars. I think it's in Bastille, which I didn't even know as a place. I thought it was just a song. Like that's how uncultured I am. A band. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it a band? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? but anyway yeah it was just crazy um and we ended up going from like basically we were working at this fashion week party and everyone was like fenty is launching around the corner like rihanna's at a vip party and everyone was like "Ooh, let's all go but we obviously were not dressed for the occasion so we just decided to go out have a few drinks and it ended up being a very late one but it was just the most fun night like it was just
0: the unplanned ones are the worst aren't they anyone will vouch for that when you don't know that you're going on a night out when you can't mentally prepare for it they always end up being the wildest ones mine is very similar it's a very similar story i've been to i was in paris visiting a friend and we'd gone as a big group it was kind of like The summer and a lot of our birthdays were in the summer so it was a big celebration for like our birthdays and we were all staying with this friend. When I got there, we weren't supposed to go out, we were supposed to just have a nice quiet night and then go out on the Saturday. But upon getting there, we were having like a couple of beers in the apartment and my friend was like, I actually want to go out now. So out we go. I wake up on his boyfriend's sofa the next morning, and then in comes my friend from the bedroom, like, morning, darling, how are you? And I was just like, what even happened last night? We'd been out all night, like, have vague memories of like dancing on podiums (laughs) and
1: stuff. So that was
0: that, and then we went out that next night and we were like, we're only gonna do a quiet one.
1: Famous last words, it's never a quiet one.
0: Literally nail in the coffin, (laughs) RIP me. We go out to this bar. This is where we were supposed to go all along, right? So this was no accident that we, we arrived at this place. But we walk in and there is a man with a leather like policeman's hat and a harness oh swinging a concrete block from his balls. He's got them on a pendulum around his balls and he is swinging them. That
1: must have hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. It must have really hurt him. Yeah, it was fun. We were like, we are definitely in Paris at this point.
1: I never knew there was this whole side to Paris, like... Honestly,
0: mind blown. Yeah, it's kinky, it's crazy. It is. So we were at this bar and then we went to another bar and then we went back to one of his friend's apartments because at this point there's like a massive group of us. My friend had gone back to his apartment at this point so I'm out with his friends and one of his housemates at this (laughs) other person's apartment Mm. on the other side of Paris thinking we're probably gonna go home in a bit because the sun's up, you know, like this is it. My friend turns to me and goes, oh, there's this rave on on the south side of Paris if you want to go. It's still happening, I think. And we could go and check it out. And I was just like, are you kidding me? This is the (laughs) definition of my ultimate night out. Like just when you think it's over, something fun (laughs) happens and it carries on. So I'm like, of course, I'm in fucking Paris. I'm with these amazing people. Of course, I'm going to fucking go. So I got to this event and lo and behold i'm i'm 20 at this point what's the age limit on the event 21 so i am outside this club bearing in mind this is like it's rush hour at this point in paris now me my friend's housemate and this other guy we're still on the road like waiting to get in the bouncers not having any of it but loads of the group have already gone in so i'm stood waiting outside talking to the bouncer like i just don't have my id like i'm from the uk i'm just here on holiday like of course i'm 21 just let me in and he's like i need to see your id you need to see your id bearing in mind i do have my passport in my pocket because That was what I was using to get into all the other places. So I knew that if he he saw my passport, he wasn't going to let me in. Like, there was just no option.
1: Were you contemplating doing a 17-year-old Johnny hurdling over the (laughs) bridge?
0: Well, there was no bars because it was under this big railway bridge under, like, the arches. And there was just, like, a little gate, like a little hole in the wall gate that let you in and the bouncer was stood outside that so literally to anybody like all the mums taking their kids to school they were just going about their day like nothing had happened and then anyway after about 15 minutes of being outside which felt like a lifetime because i was just so nervous one of the guys from the group comes out with the owner of the venue and the organiser of the night was like, oh yeah, don't worry, he's with me, like, come in, come in. And then put his arm around me and in we go. Oh my
1: God, thank God for that guy.
0: Honestly, I know. You know those moments where you're just like, how is this even happening? And we were there for probably four hours. Wow. And then we left, got in the taxi and went back to the apartment. Because bearing in mind, we had been out on a full night out before that event. And
1: you carried on for an extra And i carried hours.
0: on. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: You're wild. That story just makes me feel tired thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm tired about thinking how tired I'm gonna be. I just love it though. I just love the fun. And you never get experiences like that if you could just go to bed.
1: Well, I've actually got a story about this. So there was one night I'd gone on with my friend. It was like my last night in London. We'd done loads of little things that I'd never done the whole time I lived there. And we'd gone for some drinks. I obviously didn't want the night to win. Me and my friend went our separate ways. I got in my Uber. Also this is like, looking back, This is. It's actually really dangerous so do not try this at home but <laughs> it's funny to, to laugh at it I got in my uber and I was like just chatting to the uber driver he was like just probably a similar age to me and he was like um oh like what have you been doing today and I was like telling him it wasn't even that late at this point but anyway I was like oh there's one more thing I wanted to do and it was to go to ministry of sound because I never went the whole time I lived in London I basically convinced the Uber driver to go to, because it wasn't open, to go to Fabric with me. And I'd also been to Columbia Road Flower Market and I had my potted plant with me. I don't know why I didn't leave it in the car, but I actually had it with me in the fucking club. And I just remember sobering up, stood in this club thinking what the fuck am I doing? I'm stood with a <laughs> fucking cactus in a blue plastic bag and my Uber driver. But yeah, oh then I my my He was really nice and I, I'm very lucky that, that he was so nice and you know. Do
0: you still keep in contact with him now? Is he, is he a regular rave bud? <laughs>
1: to it again.
0: (laughs) What about the cactus? Still got that?
1: It's on its last legs but I do actually still have it.
0: Oh good. Oh my god. Well you've been through thick and thin together. That moment though. Like that moment where you kind of sober up for a little bit and you're like oh my god am I am I here? It's
1: that sinking feeling in your stomach and then you ask what time it is and it's like
0: oh god it's giving me anxiety just thinking about it. Which brings us quite nicely onto dealing with the hangover the next day. So we know we love a night out to the point where. We will carry on as long as physically possible like talk us through a typical hangover in the life of Kay, please
1: so i have to say there was a point actually when i was just saying that like, i'd done like amsterdam ibiza paris and then i came back and went to we are festival all with honestly within the space of 10 days i was a shell of myself i thought my hangover cure at the time was a was a can of dark fruits <laughs> like a fruity fruit. but that oh didn't work and then it made me think about like i was like i should do something about this so i was researching hangovers and then i like came across these Like, that you can have drips. And I genuinely was gonna set up my own IV drip business for hangovers. It's so LA. Anyway, my hangover cures have varied over the years. They used to be, after a night out, I'd get a Lucozata Sport and a packet of pickled onion monster munch. Or salt and vinegar squares they, that would sort me out now a few years on that doesn't work anymore <laughs> what works is drinking a pint of water before I go to bed I have to force it down me and two paracetamol and then I wake up and take two more paracetamol like a few hours after and then I normally wake up okay
0: <laughs> okay just
1: okay what I did quite enjoy when I lived in London was I used to have the ground floor room the window was directly above my bed obviously on ground floor level probably not that safe thinking about it but
0: <laughs> I know what gonna say
1: <laughs> i was known for getting dominoes delivered through my window or any takeaway sometimes it was a five guys but most famously dominoes to the point of it happened that much one time when i was out my housemate actually ordered a dominoes it must have been the same driver or i don't know he actually went to try and put it through my window and tried to lift it up because obviously they were used to going that often she was like he actually went to your window Okay, you've got that many dominoes we
0: live and we learn it's a real iconic move from you i think <laughs>
1: What are yours? What are your hangover cures?
0: So, for me, I have to make sure that I get up, because if I lie in bed, it doesn't help, like, at all. I have to strike the right balance of having slept enough, and also making sure that I kind of, like, force myself to get up and do something. When I was working at ASOS, part of my leaving present was a box of lots of, like, hangover remedies, because half of my time spent in the office, I was hungover. So, I always had... Barocca, because they give me life. Oh my God,
1: yes, I forgot to say Barocca.
0: Normally, I have like one before I go to sleep and then another one in the morning because it replenishes all the minerals that you've lost the night before. Um, I can't drink too much water before I go to bed because it just makes me feel sick. But always try and have something to eat before I go to bed. And that has ranged from cold mashed potato out of the fridge to a couple of slices of toast with plain butter is normally my go-to. Or, controversial, toasted banana sandwich you need to give it a go if you've not before like it works a treat
1: i'm not sure how i feel about that although one time i was so drunk from a night out i got in and i was starving there was honestly nothing in the fridge so i just I can't even believe I did this. I ate a block of Stilton as if it was a slice of pizza.
0: (gasps) Oh, God. Wow, that is commitment to the cause. I was
1: starving and hadn't eaten all day and then I ended up going out. Yeah, I got in and ate that and I couldn't eat Stilton until very recently, actually.
0: I did once cook curly fries, but only for like five minutes and was eating them in bed thinking like, these are a bit crunchy. But they were Frozen. like, kind of, part cold, part not. But yeah, always something the night before, before you go to sleep. And then in the day, I like to have a coffee, fresh air.
1: You're quite good. You always get up and go out and I'm still in bed. Yeah,
0: because if I don't get up, then that's when it all starts to spiral. That's when the trough comes in. The good old trough that we know so well. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I absolutely can't do it. I have to make sure I'm alive and doing something.
1: I also get, like beer fear on my phone. I always go and delete all my stories. From it was the, the Snapchat
0: stories for me. Before Instagram had stories, it was the Snapchat stories. I've got some amazing videos saved of us in Smack.
1: This scares me. I used to get the fear when like someone, I haven't had Facebook for a few years but someone would request to tag you in a photo from the night before <laughs> and you'd be like absolutely no. fucking not.
0: horrendous. <laughs> that was the like epitome of beer fear. Well,
1: speaking of hangover cures, I asked on Instagram mm. what others used because I was interested to find out other people's remedies. Yeah,
0: I'm excited to see what other people do, whether there's actually any hacks that we can glean from this. Because I feel like I manage all right, but there's you know there's always room for improvement.
1: I can't read some of these answers out because we're not talking about anything non-PG. We're
0: trying to recover from that, babes. Oh, I also forgot to say, if I'm going to have a drink, Aperol Spritz, that sorts me right out because it's nice and light. Really? It's only like a small percentage of alcohol, but it's also very hydrating and like fruity. That would be my go-to hair of the dog.
1: That's a good one. Mine is normally a pint of like a fruit. It has to be fruity cider, like really sugary. But after I was sick once, after doing that, I really don't trust it anymore. <laughs> um, so I actually don't know what my drink should be. Actually, quite a lot of people said, keep on drinking more booze. We've got it
0: sus then, babe, we we got it down to a T.
1: <laughs> Someone has put in I don't know which order she means. She sent in five replies, so she's put Lucasade, hydration tablets, other tablets, greasy food, lots of water.
0: There's some hydration tablets though that I would not recommend. A famous high street chemist that's also a type of footwear. They have these. <laughs>
1: Johnny, we're not the BBC. I don't
0: want to slag them off.
1: In case we get a brand deal selling hydration tablets.
0: (laughs) Never say never, babe. We've got big plans for this little podcast. So anyway, they have their own brand of recovery powder, essentially is what it's called, in a sachet. And you pour it into water and it tastes vile. Like, it's like the worst medicine you've ever had. Oh,
1: yes, I know what these are.
0: It does work, give its due, but if you can hold it down, like if you can't hold it down, then it's a no-go
1: actually i should have said this only one supermarket does it and it's asda as far as i know and they're basically they're like a paracetamol powder but it has this thing and it's anti-sickness that stops you being sick that's
0: what these ones were as well but they taste vile yeah that's
1: probably similar i have to say i have actually been sick after taking them but that was i wasn't giving it time if you have been out all night if you've been to the rave let me tell you they are a godsend you can carry on your day and you'll be fine People have said things like lots of water, five-minute cold shower. Ooh,
0: five minutes is a long time for a cold shower. Yeah,
1: that is. So uh, Right, so food. Someone else has put Monster Munch in original Lucasade. Good choice. Oh,
0: wow. Was that you? Did you submit that one? Shut
1: up. No. <laughs> it was actually one of my old bosses, so... Maybe
0: I need to get on that, because I like a pickled onion mm. Monster Munch, contrary to popular opinion. She
1: likes Flaming Hot, but I have to say that might be too much on my stomach with a Lucasade. I mean, not the pickled onions, Ooh. like... <laughs> you know um, and <laughs> someone has per put... actually Chris told shout out to Chris
0: oh yeah thanks for not passing your ID back Chris don't think I've forgotten
1: he just said water fruit and a shower I feel like that's quite a mature answer
0: that is very mature yeah I, mean, I like a banana like they're really banana. good
1: potassium levels is the best thing sometimes I can't stomach it re has per <laughs> so specific four finger Kit Kat and a Lucas aid orange then in the Eve, Chinese chicken ball takeaway. Like the sweet and sour chicken balls.
0: Oh my god. Does it have to be a four finger Kit Kat or would a two finger one do the job? Or what about a chunky?
1: Shit, I don't even know. I think she's put four for a reason.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. I do like a four finger Kit Kat.
1: A few people have said fryer. Preferably with lots of fresh orange. I can't drink fresh orange juice on a hangover.
0: It's too Too acidic. If it's a juice, it's going to be an apple for me. Or I like an innocent smoothie.
1: Smoothie is good.
0: A green machine or something like that. I
1: have to agree, that's Mm. a good one. Because it's
0: also quite filling, but it's very refreshing. I have to just go with what I'm feeling, like eat when I'm hungry, lie down when I'm feeling sleepy. I got into a really bad habit at uni of going out on a Wednesday night, having an all-day studio day on the Thursday and coming home and having a deep dish meat feast.
1: Were you vegetarian then? No, this
0: was before I was veggie. (laughs) I would like to disclaim that. We've
1: had some other people say greasy pizza or roast dinner. Another one's put starve all day, then order an Indian at (laughs) 9pm.
0: I love that, right? Indian has to be here. Yeah. Do you have
1: to (laughs) So specific, right? It's 9pm, babe. Order it now.
0: Again, are you ordering it at 9 pm or are you getting it delivered for 9? Well,
1: maybe 9 pm is the last order. Also, what are we ordering? I need to know what we're ordering from the Indian. Like, is it. Are we going peshwari naan? Are we going samosas? Mm. Are we going, I don't know.
0: What's the best curry to have on a hangover? Like there's gotta be the, the ultimate. I love a
1: curry. I never really eat curry. Someone actually said to me, I don't know if I've told you this, this actually coincides with my first proper like drink out somewhere. I'd gone out for dinner with some, with one of the girls I worked with and we'd gone for a curry. And she was like, what do you normally order? I was like, I've never been out for a curry before. Like, I don't know. Like we don't normally have Indian takeaways. She was like, what do you mean? Like, surely you know Know what to order she's like are you not indian <gasps> oh my god like, i was like i'm so confused no i'm not
0: oh my god. as in <laughs> honestly
1: it was the most bizarre conversation i know she didn't mean anything from it and it didn't take offense but now ever since that day it's made me think do people look at me thinking that i know what to order like when we're out for an indian it's always safe <laughs>
0: glad we've had so many suggestions. I feel like I can definitely take some of those through. The Four Finger Kit Kat is definitely going to be a try, try one for me. Yeah, thank you for all the responses. There's some good ones.
1: Let's try them out on the 12th of April. Also, sorry, why is that a Monday? It might we'll be just...
0: in our favour actually, because we'll actually have to pace it through the week. If it was on a Friday night, can you imagine the chaos that would ensue?
1: It would be like that meme picture if you've seen it. It's like live scenes from Manchester. I feel like it's the like...
0: whole UK is just going to be like that anyway. And I'm going to be there with a kebab on my head. See all that. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) right thank you so much for listening to that whole episode we really hope that you had a laugh from it we certainly did and we are looking forward to seeing you all on april the 12th
1: we need to book in the otley run we've had a few people say they want to join yes
0: yeah we're really excited about this actually this could actually be a thing
1: Next week, we're talking about dating dramas and relationships. It's going to be fun, and we're going to talk about all of our experiences over the years. Leaving
0: our egos at the door for your entertainment.
1: (laughs) Thank you to Alex at Runder Music for all the tracks on the show. We'll put his details in the show notes below.